Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Happy New Year and welcome to Season 3 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. Thank you for being with us for the past 43 episodes and I promise more conversation, insights, trends and tactics from your public sector marketing pro peers and also subject matter experts. I'm starting 2022 and episode 44 with a solo show, so it's just you and me. So coming up in this episode... The Joe Rogan effect that I believe is going to impact public sector comms in 2022. What is the Joe Rogan effect and why should you care? The ongoing debate of mainstream media versus social media influence. It continues to rage in 2022. What people say about accessing news on social media, why they are accessing news on social media and who they're listening to. And finally, we've got some free webinars coming up in the new year so you can start 2022 on the right digital footing. In today's column, I'm going to explain to you what the Joe Rogan effect is. Essentially, it's a phrase I've coined to describe the rise in non-journalists' influence who are tackling issues that are dominating mainstream media. So on New Year's Eve 2021, Joe Rogan published another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience on Spotify and it was subsequently shared on YouTube. But subsequent to that, YouTube took down that video and that episode. Uh, Joe interviewed Dr. Robert Malone, who is the man that claims he invented the mRNA vaccine platform. Now, we're all familiar with mRNA in a COVID world and living with COVID, the pandemic and vaccines. So Joe Rogan might not be somebody that you are familiar with as a public sector pro, but I've been listening to him for many years. You see, as a podcaster going back five, six years, he was always the influencer in our scene who commanded most views, most influence, and he's the first podcaster to do an exclusive deal with Spotify. He's got millions of listeners and let's face it, built up serious influence right across the world. His background is comedy and UFC, but now he's begun to delve into some mainstream issues, the whole concept of this podcast. So a debate began to rage right across the social networks on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube, and people began discussing the Joe Rogan effect, as I describe it, and how his influence and his leaning into conversations around vaccines, about the role of government, pharma companies and uh, suggestions that they have other interests as opposed to merely public health and dealing directly with this pandemic. And you see, my thoughts on this is that this is going to be a trend that is going to continue. The Joe Rogan effect is whereby you have non trained journalists who are commanding a space airwaves 
on the digital channels, commanding the interest, the attention, the engagement, and indeed the ideologies of people who perhaps are anti-establishment or who want to hear a different view. Now, my position on this, and I have listened to the episode for research purposes, is that I think it's not just good enough to take down content that we believe is fake, that is disrupting democracies or disrupting good public health advice. My position is that we should understand what those individuals and those cohorts, what positions they are taking and why. You see, we need to understand the arguments that are being put out there. Because if we continue to just block down and ignore content that is online, then we are essentially saying that we are not going to deal with other debates that are happening. And in some instances, and you know, in many instances, we are going to lose large cohorts of the public who are going to go other ways. You see, media is a commodity owned by anyone willing to create it. This is not a statement from me. This is a statement from the EU Research Centre at the European Parliament. I happened to be there about four years ago and um, had a break during training sessions with MEPs over there. And I saw this event in the library and they were launching a report that they had done around current media and the media landscape in Europe. And one of the lines from that report has really stuck with me over those years. And that is, media is a commodity owned by anyone willing to create it. So that's why we have commentators calling mainstream media mainstream media where journalists hang out but then we have social media influence and really it's all media it's all content it's all conversation so i want you to really think about what you are going to do within your public sector comms plan to try and navigate what I call the Joe Rogan effect. Are you going to listen to the other arguments? Are you going to find those gaps in your comms plan? Or are you just going to ignore it and hope it goes away? Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's consulting segment, I'm taking you behind the mic and I'm posing the question of why you should care about social media influencers and why the conversation around topics that affect you in public sector comms is not just a conversation happening and created by mainstream media and journalists. So very often in the world of media, whether it's mainstream media or social media influence, it's all about the clicks because the clicks drives the revenue. And I am for in no way suggesting that content is put out there just to drive revenue. But we have to always remember that clicks equal revenue. And the 3C argument, again, something that I have come up with, could be thought about. And that is chaos, clicks controversy and it's almost like a wheel of content because if you create chaos if you create controversy you're going to get the clicks and that will help with revenue generation so why has joe rogan gone rogue when it comes to the vaccine rollout and the role of governments and pharma and all of that 
Is it because he's looking for clicks to create chaos and controversy and that all increases his prominence and his dominance online? Well, that's a question for Joe Rogan to answer. And if he wants to come on to this podcast to answer it and to have this conversation with me, I would be uh, absolutely delighted to chat to him. But we've got to remember that while we as journalists or commentators might dis social media influencers and members of the public that have built up significant influence. I want to draw your attention to the report undertaken in 2021. It was the 10th annual report, the Digital News Report 2021 by Reuters Institute and University of Oxford. And one graph in particular that I'm I'm going to focus on in this consulting segment And the question was asked, so the survey was undertaken in 46 countries, interviewing over 80,000 people. And this is the 10th year of the study, so it's highly regarded and it's very reputable. The question was asked, of the under 35s, who do you pay most attention to when you are accessing news on social networks? And let's have a look at the results. So you can see in the legend, in light blue, we have mainstream news outlets, mainstream journalists. In orange, we have smaller or alternative news sources. Navy blue, ordinary people. Dark orange, other, none of these. And then in pink purple, we have politicians, political activists. And then in green, internet personalities. So let's just pause for a moment and take that in. When under 35s are accessing news on social media, the question was asked, who do you listen to most? Who is going to get your attention, your engagement? And then, of course, you're going to discuss what you heard with your friends, families and your followers online. And that's the the shift that we are experiencing right now because mainstream media does not hold 100% of the world of media right now. That has been disrupted over many years. They are now competing for clicks, for attention and engagement from other sources, such as smaller or alternative news sources, ordinary people, politicians, internet personalities, social media influencers. So that's the first point that I want to make. Secondly, let's have a look at who's dominating the attention of the under 35s on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. So we can see straight away in green, internet personalities are dominating the attention of under 35s on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok and TikTok peaking at 40%. Coming in under that, we then have mainstream news outlets and mainstream journalists on Instagram, 21%, 16% on Snapchat, and then 12% on TikTok. And then you have ordinary people. I mean, I could be considered as an ordinary person, right? And I've built up this community, and you're listening to me, or if you're on YouTube or Facebook, you're watching me. And that's the point that the researchers in the EU Parliament made. Media is a commodity owned by those willing to create it. So let's have a look at the position and the influence of ordinary people grabbing the attention of under 35s on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. On Instagram, 14%, Snapchat, 18% and TikTok, 
20%. And so you see these are newer social networks. These are mobile apps. And these are social networks that are driven by video content and video engagement. So if you're thinking about your social media strategy in 2022, you have to ask yourself, where are you appearing on these graphs and what category will you fall into? Obviously, you will fall into the category of mainstream news outlets and mainstream journalists because you will continue with your traditional PR and your digital PR. Are you engaging with influencers on TikTok, Instagram or Snapchat? Is influencer marketing part of your strategy? And also, what about ordinary people? What about the subject matter experts that exist within your organisation? So I think this study in particular, this piece of research in this graph, tells a story that really highlights the fact that mainstream media does not hold the attention of 100% of the audience. And in my view, it's not okay just to dismiss the other cohorts of influencers that are online because they're not trained journalists. I think that we really have to engage them and we really have to ask ourselves, are we shifting our mindset? Are we shifting our approach? And are we willing to realise that media has been disrupted forever and you become part of that disruption or your content will be totally disrupted and your messaging. So let me now take you through some practical steps on how you can really engage and master and become more proficient in this rise of social media influence space. So I've got six things that you can do, six things that you can consider in 2022. So my first point is going back to my very first point in this consulting segment is that media is a commodity owned by anyone willing to create it. Start putting yourself in that bracket. You need to become a really highly intelligent and savvy content creator. You need to be a single source of truth on all issues that matter to citizens where you have state government public sector responsibility. It's not enough anymore to kind of post and go on social, have a website, publish press releases. You really need to be thinking about content marketing as a real edge point in your strategy. Number two, let's talk about influence and social media influence. And so what I want you to consider is, well, what is influence and how do you measure it? And again, these are all my perspectives and I'm always open for people to to disagree with me or to have a conversation with me. So what is influence? Well, number one, you got to look at the volume of followers that an individual has online. And remember, we have micro influencers and we have macro influencers. So you might have an individual who's got less than 3,000 followers, but they are proving hugely influential and are commanding a greater share of social voice on particular issues. So it's one is about the, the, the volume of following, but secondly, about how engaged that following is. Because if they are able to influence their tribe who take action and who share and who advocate their messages, then that certainly is influence. And then thirdly, how we can measure social media influence, and and this happened to Joe Rogan, is that you become the topic of conversation in mainstream media. Journalists and news outlets begin to cover it. And if you even Google Joe Rogan, 
interview, okay, without even adding who he interviewed, and I'm re relating to the Dr. Malone interview, you will see all the news results coming up on Google, all the media outlets from across the world discussing it. So that's about measuring social media influence. So number three um, in my list of six uh, tactics to really get into the rise of social media influence and be competent in that space is ignore influencers with a great share of social voice at your peril. I have seen this in real life public sector comms where I've been working with organisations or I've been analysing data on behalf of them, doing some research ahead of a campaign or reviewing a campaign. And if you ignore non-journalists, non-mainstream media that are commanding share of social voice on a topic that relates to you, you do that at your peril. Because again, what you are doing is you are kind of looking at the Joe Rogan effect and you are saying, okay, that's not true. That's complete misinformation. Let's just ignore it. Okay. Number four then, dismissing influencers that actually are being more influential than you when it comes to a topic that you are responsible for. This could be climate change, this could be public health, this could be around the economy, this could be about tourism or travel, local government. It doesn't really matter what sector or what the topic is, but if you find that the influencer is having a greater share of social voice, then you've really got to ask yourself, are we really even at the table of digital comms? Number five is listening to the public discourse and uncovering that knowledge or information that is coming from the public. I always think that negativity and pushback and public commentary on any social network is worth leaning into and listening to because there you get the gems of intelligence. And being in the public sector and operating in the public interest this has to follow through with your digital comms and you have to listen to what the public are saying. And then finally, number six, reframing your comms strategy to reflect the digital era of influence. And I understand that it's probably a place of discomfort for you. You might have you know, gone through your 10, 20, 30 year career with traditional comms in mind, you know, a, a, a strategy with, with journalists, with traditional PR, marketing, traditional advertising, um, and maybe you're off the mindset that you're still dissing the world of digital, but we just cannot. That time has passed. So there needs a, a reframing in terms of mindset culture, but also in terms of your strategy. So that's my... Uh, my offering in the gospel according to Joanne in this episode around the Joe Rogan effect, why public sector comms should care. Looking at the digital news report study of 2021, I'll be interested to see how those figures pan out in 2022. I expect that the influence of ordinary people and internet personalities will continue to grow. But as always, if you've got an opinion or you want to contribute to this discussion or debate, I'd be more than happy to hear from you. And also from Joe Rogan, if he happens to come across this podcast, send me a tweet to at JS Tweets Digital.
Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com Guys, I'm calling it 2022 is the year the government and public sector need to embrace TikTok. Remember last year I said, wait and see, let's see what happens with TikTok. We know it exploded at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, but it has become the world's most downloaded app and it is hot on the heels of Meta, of Facebook and Instagram. We've seen the other social networks reorientate their apps, their design, their algorithm because TikTok is taking market share. 2022 is the year of mobile video and we have to embrace it. The social media bootcamp, I've been talking about it towards the end of last year, but in this live training, 15 hours of live training with me, I'm going to take you through the 10 tactics that you need to master for each of the five core social networks this year. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. So if you've been nervous about TikTok, if you haven't really mastered Reels, if you haven't leaned into mobile video, then make sure that you take a look at our website, publicsectormarketingpros.com, and check out the social media bootcamp landing page. All of the agenda is there because this is the year that we need to master TikTok and lean into Reels. And of course, we've got YouTube Shorts and we can share reels on facebook so if you're interested why not take a look send me some questions if you have any questions and also don't forget to share with a public sector pro you know or share it across your department or your agency in episode 44 i'm recommending two free resources for you guys the first two webinars of 2022 are now available to register for the first one is happening next week and that's 2022 social media trends always one of the most popular webinars that i do each year then coming up in february a digital pr strategy for public sector how the world of pr has completely changed we've spoken about media versus social media influence in this episode if you can't make the webinars live you will get the replay so make sure that you register thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the public sector marketing show of 2022 our intention is to level up our production value and also to level up the output and the guests and the content that we create if you have a suggestion or a a want for a specific guest on the show or if you want to come on the show make sure that you get in touch we have listeners across multiple podcast channels on youtube and on facebook but if you haven't already i would have appreciate a sub because when you subscribe rate and review it means that the channels will share this podcast with a lot more people so from me have a great day and i'll see you on episode 45 thank you for tuning into this episode of the public sector marketing show this episode has ended but your digital journey can continue head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with joanne and her team until the next time be sure to subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast platform